continues now on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Coming through the door I think we've met somewhere before Hello, love Hello, hello Hello, love Howdy, howdy Where in the world have you been so long? I missed you so since you've been gone Hello, love We do, we miss you when you're not here Do you miss us when we're not here? Make yourself feel right at home I hope you plan on staying long Come in, love Come on, come in love. Come on in, sit down. Spend some time with us here on the Watchdog Morning Show. I have had to go, Mr. Rogers, on you. I had to go get my cardigan, my sweater. It's just a little bit too cold in here still. It's cold outside, uh, 13 degrees. Temperature has rised at the airport, 13 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. There is a feels-like temperature of 5, but dropped a little bit at the Highlands, 8 degrees at the Highlands. And um, let's see here. Five degrees in Elm Grove, and we've dropped down to, what, seven here? We're at seven, Howard, and usually I worry about the sound, but uh, this morning I'm too cold. So if you can hear the heater behind me, I do apologize. <laughs> we just got to stay warm. Uh, so I have uh, I said I got my Mr. Rogers sweater on. What was that? I was going to sing the Mr. Rogers song. I can't remember. How did that song go? It's a wonderful day in the neighborhood, It's Howard. a wonderful day in the neighborhood. You have me, yes. Come on. I used to sing this song. Back in the old days, the real old days. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. I go to a bar if I only could. That was, uh, <laughs> that was uh, once upon a time. Once upon a time. Got a lot I want to get into in the next couple of hours. If you just uh, joined us last hour, we talked about uh, the Trump and the presidential campaign. Can Trump win? And if he does, what's likely to happen? A former mayor of Charleston, Danny Jones, was with us this morning to offer his thoughts on that. Would you concur with me? I use the word eclectic. He's an eclectic thinker, Bob. I listen to him quite a bit. Uh, you know, he's on Hoppy almost every week, sometimes, you know, daily. Uh, he is, and, and I enjoy him. I wish he would have spent a little bit more time with us, uh, but it uh, sounded like he was, like, in a, maybe a hurry this morning, had things to do. Yeah, but he has a, he's a, he is a very regimented guy in the mornings. Oh, I used to see him occasionally in Charleston uh, when he was mayor. Uh, he would get down to the Charleston Mall, uh, get a cup of coffee at Starbucks, and would sit in a big easy chair in the middle of the mall and read his newspaper every morning. And that was right, there was, boom, there was a certain time for that. And uh, now Danny tells me he, he uh, goes to the gym every morning. So um, we had to squeeze him in this morning at 7.15. But he's an interesting guy. Uh, Danny used to be a talk show host. That's actually how I first met him uh, back in the day when Ellen Ratner was you know, around and uh, she was – on his show down in Charleston, he was not with Metro News at the time. Uh, he was on another station down there. And uh, Danny and I get to know each other through Ellen Ratner. And then he went on to become mayor, and the story goes on from there. And we'll probably get him on more often, he, just because he's, a, he's an interesting guy. You know, he's a fun guy. Um, he's eclectic, you know. One, one of the things that really got me going on Charleston, because I made no bones about this, I... I love people throughout the whole state of West Virginia, all 55 counties. They are my cousins. Kanawha County, eh, not so much. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of Charleston. I think they hate us. I'm pretty sure we hate them. 
But I was interested. You know, the the mayor. It's not like here in Wheeling. The mayor is the guy. He no, makes it's, all it's the a, it's decisions. It's a strong mayor for yes. government. Yes. And the history of that town, and the history of the flamboyant mayors yes. in that town, it would make a, a very interesting book. Also, how yeah, that's a that's a really good point. Um, and it is a strong mayor form of government. The mayor is. We have a strong manager government. We have a council that sets policy mayor that carries out the day-to-day operation of the city in charleston it's a strong mayor form and danny was the longest running mayor i think his dad was mayor once upon a time uh and then now of course amy uh, Schuler goodwin is is the mayor she's in her second term i think now um one of the reasons i believe that the case was never solved howard the, the murder mystery that we were talking about the mayor at the time was a gentleman by the name of john copenhaven copenhaven, copenhaven yeah or copenhaven okay and they he he took full control of the investigation from the from the get go he basically said i'm in charge he brought a guy in from Chicago that did a lie detector test to everybody. I really think he's the reason, that the, the biggest reason that, that the murder was never solved, Howard. Uh, for those of you just joining us, the story which Bob has told last week, or prior to that, I don't remember, uh, it's a book. I gave him a book for Christmas, the, uh, the a murder mystery, the mystery on Staunton Road, I think it's called. And I could not put it down. Like and it's a story about a 1953 murder of a very wealthy woman in her home. Uh, unsolved to this day and and she just wasn't any woman she ran she was the publisher of the charleston daily mail absolutely and it was a big story at the time and and so the book was written about it and then uh, bob has turned me on to this new youtube series you have to have youtube well you don't have to have i mean youtube's on anybody's internet uh look up mysterious wv uh and then there are episode after episodes of unsolved crimes in West Virginia. Yeah, and don't don't think, well, this is an old show from the eighties. That's just how Sean McCracken dresses. <laughs> Sean does a great job, but he he appears that he's stuck in the eighties. He looks. <laughs> he's uh, he was not listening. Hope yeah. Hi, Sean. Good morning. Well, <laughs> in the uh, I think it was the uh, Juliet Stoughton Clark episode when he came out with that red orange. French coat kind of thing. My wife said, what? What is he wearing? <laughs> but, it, it, I mean, these things are really well researched. Again, it's an, it's a, I don't say an amateur show, but I mean, it, it's, it doesn't have the production value of Dateline or 60 Minutes or something. No, it's, it does not. But but he tries hard. He does a great job. I don't know if you, did you see the one, Howard, where the lady left Moundsville, was going to Benwood to work at the Flamingo and she never made it. Did you make it to that episode yet? That's a, that's a good one also. Was that the first? I think that might have been the first one. I think it's the 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 coldest unsolved murder case in the state, I believe. I could be way wrong here. but, but they, In reading about this mysterious West Virginia, reading about Sean, I think, I think the first story he did was one out of Moundsville, so that might have been it. She was on her way to Benwood. They found her car on Route 2. Have no idea what happened to her. Bob and I have no financial stake in this show, I want you to know. <laughs> but it is really interesting. Unso- and there are, I don't know how many episodes there are, but I'd say dozens and dozens of them. Uh, so you can go all kinds of, several of them are up here. I did watch the one about Sister Robin, the novitiate up at uh, Mount uh, St. Joseph that was killed, one of the most famous unsolved mysteries around here 
He did a good uh, good job on that. Um, anyways, we, that's what Bob and I are talking about. This, um, if we were, if we ask nice, do you think they have an old camera down at WTRF that they would lend us, Howard? I mean, you, I'm sure you have some things from the '80s still in your closet. I could be the cameraman. Why can't we do our own version? Well, first place, you don't need TV seven cameras anymore. You know what you need? A phone, a good right phone. Here. All you need is this, this thing right here, <laughs> the phone. I mean, that's got the cameras, and I've got a uh, little. I'd never do it. I don't use it, but there's an editing on there for you know so. Man, we go out and do our own investigative journalism, Howard. You, you know who could help us if he hadn't passed away? Who? Our good friend Fred. 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 Yeah, he was into that. Should have talked to Fred about that. Dunnan. Uh, apparently, YouTube. See, I you you live on YouTube, right? I mean, pretty I, much. I do. Sadly, I I really didn't realize how much was on YouTube. I, I just didn't. I I don't know what I thought it was. Uh, Teddy watches YouTube all the time. Perhaps too much, little buddy. Uh, but he watches YouTube all the time. There are children's shows. There are all kinds of things on there. Uh, and then, of course, that's where you can go to find how to do it, you know, videos and so on. And then there are a lot of people making a huge amount of money. So I, I know this because of Teddy. These guys who are, they call gamers, all they do is, literally, all they do is play video games in front of the camera. And I could tell you the names of some of them. There's Mr. Beast and Unspeakable and uh, Preston these guys, I've done some research, they are multi-millionaires in their, in their teens. Multi-millionaires. And all they do is they play video games in front of a camera and put them on YouTube. I can understand why Teddy says, Granddad, could we make YouTube videos? <laughs> because there's got to be, you know, you and I, we gotta, you're right, Bob. We've got we to find our little niche and get into that somewhere. Anyways, so we are going to have um, next month, Sean McCracken, who was the producer of all of the mysterious WB shows, the anchor, if you will. He's the host, the, the host. director, <laughs> the writer. Uh, um, uh, he's going to be with us uh, in a, in a, I can tell you specifically, February 13th. And the reason is, as I talked to him last night, one of the unsolved mysteries he's done a segment on, don't know if it's local or maybe it's the Julia Stone Clark or maybe it's, I don't know. One of the shows he's done an unsolved story about has been solved, he said. And there will be a big announcement about it on February 12th, and he's going to be with us on February 13th. Well, I'm excited, Howard, because I'm pretty sure I've seen the video. Because you've I seen, think them I've all. seen them all. I've seen them all. Anyways, I encourage you to, <laughs> to, check, to check that out. Uh, all of that was simply my way of beginning to tell you that Danny Jones, with this last hour, if you didn't get uh, a chance to listen to his interview, listen to it on our podcast or on our, our podcast page at watchdognetwork.com or on Apple Podcasts. Now, coming up in just a bit, I want to talk to Bob about Sports Illustrated. It, it seems to be on its way out, not dead yet, but seems to be hanging on to life by a thin thread. We'll talk about that. Next hour, um, Steve Adams is with us to kind of round up some of the latest political news in West Virginia. All that's coming up here on the Watchdog Morning Show. It is 819. Did I do temperatures yet? How cold is it, Howard? Uh, it is this cold. It is uh, 13 degrees at the airport. That feels like 5, which is better because last hour was 11 and it felt like 0. So it feels like 5 at the airport. Uh, 8 degrees at the Highlands. 5 degrees in my backyard in Elm Grove. <laughs> And uh, 7 degrees here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studios. It's going to be cloudy today. 
Uh, by evening time, we might see a little bit of mixed rain or freezing rain together. Good news is the week is going to be cloudy. That's not good. Uh, rainy. That's not good. But the temperatures are going to rise all this week till we get close to 60 by midweek. So that's uh, that sounds good. All right, Sports Illustrated. We'll talk about it coming up next here on the. Oh, I got some texts coming in too. We'll do those too. 8:20 in the morning. Watchdog Morning Show. I'm Deepak Kuda. I am from originally India. I am director of the Structural Heart Program as well as Cardiac Cat Lab at Wheeling Hospital. Our main clinic is obviously here at Wheeling Hospital WU Medicine. We also have satellite clinics, we call it, the Upper the Highlands. Then we have clinic at the Wheeling Clinic, which is in downtown Wheeling, and Martins Ferry. And then we also have clinic at St. well. So we try to go where the patients are or to make it most convenient for them. You took the first step and quit smoking. But even former smokers may still be at risk for lung cancer. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know about a new low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early. It takes only 60 seconds and could save your life. You took the first step, now take the next. Visit SaveByTheScan.org for a simple quiz to see if you're eligible and talk to your doctor about screening. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. Is your business protected from cyber threats? In today's world, it's more important than ever to have a cybersecurity plan in place. But with so many different solutions out there, it can be hard to know where to start. That's where Omni Strategic Technologies comes in. We're a technology support firm with a strong focus on cybersecurity. We have a team of local experts who can help you assess your risks, develop a plan, and implement the right tools to serve and protect your business. If you want to get serious about cybersecurity, choose Omni Strategic Technologies for the peace of mind knowing that your business is protected and prepared. Live from the Robinson Auto Group Studios in the heart of the Ohio Valley, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. You always won every time you place the bell. You're still damn good. No one's gotten to you. break that? No, I was just trying to move it around a little bit. <laughs> the microphone we're referring to. Uh, 823, 23 after the hour here on the uh, Watchdog Morning Show. Sports Illustrated, I am, it's no great secret, a, not a gigantic sports fan, but Sports Illustrated always was uh, a part of my life, my childhood. I, I enjoyed Sports Illustrated. No, not just the swimsuit issue, although I waited every year for that. But Sports Illustrated to me was where you got what I call sports journalism, Bob. It wasn't just the scores, the, the you know the X's and the O's. Um, you had real writers, real journalists writing about sports in a I don't call it intellectual way, but I mean it was it was journalism. It wasn't just the, you know the the rip and read kind of stuff you get sometimes on radio or television. You're exactly right, Howard. And I really didn't think about that in, until you brought that up. Look, for a dumbass, I'm a I'm a big time reader. I I love to read, and I pay attention on what I am reading. 
And you're exactly right. That was the difference because I would read newspapers back in those days and it was local reporting. It was just fluff. And then you would get into Sports Illustrated where they would send a real professional journalist yeah. and they would come up with things that the, the, the average sports writer would never think about asking. I should point out the reason we're talking about this is, I'm quoting here from Fox Business Story over the weekend, a significant number of the Sports Illustrated staff members were told by their publisher this weekend they are being laid off. Um, some reports said everybody was being laid off. It kind of was adjusted to almost everybody was being laid off. The move puts the future of the iconic sports publication, which has widely been considered the gold standard of sports journalism, I would certainly agree with that, uh, for nearly seven decades, puts their future in jeopardy. The Arena Group, which operates Sports Illustrated and some other properties, emailed their employees on Friday saying that, Authentic Brands Group has revoked their marketing license. I don't exactly understand what that is, but it sounds to me like the people who have control of the money have decided they don't want to be part of Sports Illustrated anymore. And as a result, Sports Illustrated has had to lay off significant parts of their staff. Again, there were reports saying everybody uh, was laid off. And there's a lot of speculation, um, in, in uh, a lot of speculation that they may end up having to go out of, out of business or end up becoming just an online little sports kind of thing. And I don't know, uh, you know, to me, there's just, it, it's nostalgia, I guess, for me. Sports Illustrated was sports jur journalism, first of all, Bob. They also they also brought to the forefront some things that, uh, yes, they certainly did football and basketball and baseball, but they were among the first to really bring in-depth coverage of golf to mainstream America. They would do stories on horse racing, not just the Kentucky Derby, but you would learn about horse racing. I remember 1973. That was the summer of Secretariat. Absolutely. I don't know how many times Secretariat was on the cover. And, you know, Sports Illustrated was a weekly magazine. So, you know, a lot of coverage went to golf, Howard. And again, it was the writing. Do you know who is considered on one of the top Sports Illustrated writers of all time? This might surprise you. I don't know. Myron Cope. Really? Myron Cope was a writer. Myron Cope. He was Arch a writer Sparks. before he got into radio and television, and he is considered one of the top sports writers of all time at Sports Illustrated. Now, my question to you as a sports fan, as a sports reporter, demise of Sports Illustrated if it goes away. In this day and age, does it make any difference? No, because, again, I'm one of the people that, that looked forward to Playboy. Not so much, yes. Did I look at the pictures? Yes, I did. But it was the writing. It was the advertising. Yeah, I, I, read, it for, still, I read it for the articles too, Bob. Well, I mean, I'm serious. No, I'm, serious. I'm, I'm dead serious. I read. I look at stuff. I go. I look for vintage Playboys and Penthouse, that stuff today. Not for the photography. It's not so great. Go to the Internet. It's a lot better. But the articles, the advertising, and... And that is what's hard to believe, that they don't need that anymore, Howard. So, but you make a really good point. Uh, again, Playboy, we can chuckle, and I was just chuckling at you. Um, the truth of the matter is Playboy also was really good. with. They hired top-notch writers in America, and they would do really good in-depth pieces in Playboy. And I know it, it's a cliche, I read it for the articles, but you would read it for the articles because it was – it was good stuff. The reading was outstanding. And you know, one of the magazines that you and I, we grew up with this magazine, it wasn't Playboy, it wasn't Sports Illustrated, but it's gone too. What's that? TV Guide. Yeah. Go, go find a TV Guide. Yep. It's a store. Yep.
I think it's I think it's still around though, isn't it? I haven't it's seen. It's not one. the TV guy we used to know, uh, and there's none of the. Were you like me? Did you collect the fall preview issue? I don't know if I collected oh, it. I kept I it. I read it. You know, I would keep I, it there by my chair to see I what was coming up. I could wait till that fall preview issue came out, you know, where they would preview all the shows. Yeah. But Sport Magazine went away. Inside Sports went away. I mean, there are tons of magazines that just aren't there anymore. So have we caused that? We, the, no, I think it's the internet. The broadcast media? It's the out there for media? free. No. Yeah. It's, it's, it's out there. Yeah. Um, you don't have to go to the newsstand anymore, Howard. There isn't a newsstand anymore. Is there? Seriously, is there a newsstand? Right. Really? Where is it? I mean, I used to. I remember Sundays especially. I would get up early and go get uh, three or four out-of-town newspapers and uh, come home with a cup of coffee or sometimes just a cup of coffee at LB's or someplace like that and just sit down with all the newspapers. I, I, there's no place to do that. There's no place to get an out-of-town newspaper anymore or, have, or to get magazines or anything, right? I have such a pathetic life. One of the highlights for me is Sunday morning at 6.30. I go over to Respects because I, I they open at 6, but I, I used to get there at 6, but sometimes the, the guy from Pittsburgh would be late. I get my Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, Howard, because I look forward to sitting down and opening it up yeah. and, and actually reading it. So Sports Illustrated was well known for its journalistic coverage. Playboy, again, Bob's right. Despite the joke that we would all watch it for the the, uh, the pictures, or it really was it was top notch journalism. I mean, I don't mean good. I mean, it was top notch journalism uh, back uh, back in the day. It, it, the fact that those are both gone, or Playboy. I don't know, is Playboy gone? Is it out of complete? Anyways, they're not. I don't think they print it anymore. Howard. They're not what they used to be. Let's put it that way. Is that a sign that people just don't care for reading in-depth articles anymore? I think it's a sign that people go to the Internet. They, they do their reading on the Internet. They don't mess with magazines and they don't mess with newspapers. Um, I, I read... I don't subscribe, but I get every once in a while free articles from the New Yorker, which that's really in-depth, good journalism, good writing about articles, uh, articles written about politics and so on. Um, and I'm thinking as I read them, I'm wondering how many people online put up with that kind of long read online. We are used to the short bite. We're used to the, you know... The, 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 the score and maybe a paragraph of background, and then let's go on to the next thing. I guess if you'd have to maybe take a look at who might be next in the chopping block, you just described to me People Magazine. It was short stories, you know, that you could read that in three minutes, but it was a, it was a magazine full of those kind of stories. How, how much longer are they going to be able to survive? I couldn't tell you the last time I picked up a People Magazine, whenever it was, it was probably in a doctor's office. Um, but I do have people.com on my phone as one of the things I search when I'm looking for possible story ideas. Again, back to it goes to the it's just you know goes to the internet. Um, anyways, Sports Illustrated laid off significant amounts of staff. They may be going out of business. If they're not going out of business, they're going to be trimmed down dramatically. Uh, they're talking about, again about maybe becoming just an online online magazine. I think that's almost a oxymoron, an online magazine. Um, but uh, it, will be, it will be missed if it's not around. And even if it is in some diminished form, I, I think Sports Illustrated, 
it will be missed by those of us who remember it in its heyday. And it's one of those things, again, that you look around when you get our age and you say, I just can't believe that's not here anymore. I bet, Howard, I was counting. I bet when I was 10 years old, I subscribed to 10 different magazines. What'd you do? What were they? Mostly sports. You know, uh, Hockey Digest, Football Digest, Sports Illustrated, Hockey News, all that stuff. But uh, I I bet probably, maybe with the exception of Hockey News, I bet they're all gone. Yeah. But you can get them online. You can get the info online. Yeah, but there's just something about that. Yeah, I, it's 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 different. I'm a, I, I'm I'm big online. You know that. I I do an awful lot of reading online. Um, I don't go to the newsstands anymore, but I do subscribe to the Washington Post, the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal. I get them on my phone. But I will tell you, I don't read them as often as I, even though I subscribe to them, get them every day on my phone. I don't read them the way I did when I would go to the newsstand and pick them up. I don't uh, pay as much attention to them just because they're not in my hands, you know. Uh, how uh, we, we talked about Dennis Calvert uh, last week with his great croissants. Dennis ran a newsstand. He did. And I would start my morning off, Howard, let's say I would buy the Pittsburgh paper, the USA Today, and then the Wheeling paper. So you would start the morning off with three newspapers, and in those days you could, you could get one in the afternoon. you still get one here in Wheeling, but uh, Pittsburgh at that time would have a separate afternoon paper. Yep. So uh, I things are changing, but Sports Illustrated apparently is, um, it is at the very least in, in big trouble. Now, it's been in trouble before. The last six years or so, they've gone through like four different ownership changes and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, and again, it may just be it's time has come. I have nostalgic thoughts about Sports Illustrated reading the journalism inside there. I have nostalgic thoughts about Playboy reading the journalism in there. Text, by the way, Frio Stack, Auction Service Text Line, 304-214-1600. Bob read Playboy for the articles. <laughs> I almost peed myself still laughing. Well, you're wrong because, again, it was really good reading. And, again, I could take an hour just look at the advertising just to see what people are trying to to use to sell their product. Uh, Here's another magazine that's gone. It's not an index. Hustler? You're going with Hustler? No, no, no. Mad Magazine. Remember Mad Magazine? Oh, that was one I subscribed to. Cracked? Cracked? Absolutely. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's old men on the radio once again <laughs> trying, to, trying to relive the days of their childhood. But the, the Sports Illustrated story really hit home. Well, let me. me ask you this. Yeah. Do they still print a, a Reader's Digest? That was the big one back in the day, too. Ooh, I don't know. I haven't seen one for a long time. No. Somebody uh, call me or text me. Is Reader's Digest still available out there? 304-214-1600, the Frio Stack Auction Service text line, or 304-232-8255, the Frio Stack Auction Service phone line. I don't know. I used to read, I used to skim Reader's Digest. I used to subscribe to a magazine called Book Digest, and it would take five or six of the new releases of the you know, book releases and digest them. And you could get five or you could read them, but in digested form, so you could feel like you were getting on, getting the the current books what i would feel about reader's digest it seemed like they gave a lot of amateurs a, a, a chance yeah. the stories were interesting but the writing wasn't great you, you see the difference yeah, i'm saying the, the story would grab you but you wouldn't say man this guy is really good with his words yeah and i and i would i would not call it as i did with playboy and as and with sports illustrated top-notch journalism the, the pe- people who wrote for those two magazines were top-notch journalists um 
No, not true with Reader's Digest. In fact, you're right. A lot of the stuff was either... Um, Send it to us. We'll, ex- we'll print it. A lot of stuff. I had some friends who were, you know, who sent stuff in and got it in there. I forget what the different... They had different little segments. I don't know what, you know, daily life or stories of... I don't know. But I had people who got some things published in there. Uh, you just send them in and they'd, they'd publish them. Uh, but I don't know. Is it still available? I, I don't know. Somebody help me out with that. Reader's Digest. It's 8.36, 24 to the hour here on the uh, Watchdog Morning Show. Um, Frio Stack, Oxner's text line. Yes, Reader's Digest still is available. Hmm. Where do you get it? Do they oh. still mail it or is it all online? I don't know. Um, the only place I know you can get magazines here in the Ohio Valley, and I could very easily be wrong. I would like to be wrong. Somebody tell me I'm wrong. Only place I know you can get magazines is uh, Books a Million. You're exactly right. And yeah. they have a huge section. Yeah. And uh, um, I don't read books anymore only because I can't. I physically can't. We were up at the, the Highlands yesterday. I told Nancy, I said, I wish I could read a book. I just I can't do it. My eyes don't work for a book anymore because I so badly want to go. There's nothing more fun to me than going into the bookstore and and finding books. But I can't. So we don't get into the bookstore very often. More often when Teddy wants something, we'll go there, and I invariably go right to the back and just sit down on a little bench there and start just grabbing different magazines and reading them because it's the only place I know where you can see magazines. Do they still hassle you, Howard? Do they say, hey, uh, this isn't a library. Are you going to buy that? <laughs> no, nah, I think they – I look – look, I, I think by this time I look like an old man. They're going, ah, the old man's got nothing else to do. This is this is what he does. He hangs out up here. It's 8.38.22 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, the homeless story in Wheeling kind of took a couple of different turns this weekend and apparently is going to take more turns over the next couple of days. I'll kind of bring you up to speed on that. We'll be happy to hear from you if you have some things on your mind. Stephen Adams joining us next hour to talk about West Virginia politics. Good Monday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this January the 22nd. The Austintown, Ohio Police Department is asking for the public's help in locating a missing girl. According to a release from Austintown Police, 14-year-old Emily Groft also goes by Kia or Kesa has been missing since Friday. If you have any information, you're urged to contact the police at 330-799-9721 or your local police department with any information regarding her whereabouts. And looking to Ohio County, the downtown Wheeling's Market Street Bridge will begin the demolition process starting today. According to West Virginia's Department of Transportation, it will be closed to both drivers and pedestrians for the next six months until a new bridge deck can be installed. The road has been shut down since June of 2022 after a homeless encampment caught fire and caused structural damage to the bridge. The new bridge will cost nearly $1.4 million and is set to reopen on July 20th. The city of Wheeling issued a statement Friday regarding an exemption issued for the camping ban. City manager Robert Heron, at the request of Mark Phillips of Catholic Charities, has issued an exemption to the city's prohibited camping on public property ordinance for a leased parking lot near the Catholic Charities Neighborhood Center. Catholic Charities, along with other homeless agency partners, are developing rules for this temporary exemption. The delay will last until January 29th for the demolition of the camps.
Seven News is your local election headquarters. Former President Trump celebrated his Republican opponent Ron DeSantis' endorsement of his presidential run yesterday at a campaign stop in New Hampshire. DeSantis ended his White House bid yesterday, two days before the New Hampshire primary. He was once viewed as Republicans' best shot at moving past U.S. former President Donald Trump. It leaves former U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations Nikki Haley as the former president's sole challenger for their party's nomination. That was Look at Your Headlines. Have a marvelous Monday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. A record-setting weekend for the WV women's basketball team and a memorable weekend for the WVU men. Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Caridi. Those stories and more coming up on today's Mountaineer Report brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. With the Kroger app, shopping online with pickup and delivery is the same as shopping in-store. Same low prices, same personalized deals, same rewards on the same high-quality items like Honeycrisp apples and pasta sauce with no hidden fees or markups. It's one small click for groceries, one big win for busy families everywhere. Start your cart today at Kroger.com. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Restriction supply, see site for details. Kroger always gives you savings and rewards on top of our lower than low prices. And when you download the Kroger app, you can enjoy over $500 in savings every week with digital coupons. Plus, you can earn fuel points to save up to $1 per gallon at the pump. And with a Boost membership, you'll save even more with double fuel points and free delivery. So you can always save big every day with our savings and rewards. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What a weekend for both the WVU men and women's basketball teams. Both victorious, both doing it in different ways. For the WVU women, first-year coach Mark Kellogg and the WVU squad continue to roll. They did something on Saturday that no team in the history of women's basketball has ever done before, and that is hold a team scoreless in the opening quarter for the second consecutive game. They did it for the first time early last week against Houston, and then on Saturday at Cincinnati, they blanked the Lady Bearcats 15 to nothing in the opening quarter on their way to a 72-43 victory. West Virginia also forced 29 turnovers in that game, and of those 29 turnovers, they converted those to 35 points. They outscored Cincinnati 35-7 to off of turnovers. That's a 28-point difference, and the margin of victory was... 29 points, so you get the deal. On the other side, how about the WVU men's team? Its most significant victory of the season as they knock off the number three rated Jayhawks of Kansas by a final score of 91 to 85. West Virginia just refused to lose this game. Finishing up, shooting 52% from the field, Raekwon Battle with 23 points, and Pat Sumnick with a career-best 20 to lead the Golden Blue to victory. Next up for the WVU men, traveling today to Florida. They'll take on UCF tomorrow night in Orlando. That is today's Mountaineer Report. It's brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. I'm Tony Caridi on the Mountaineer Sports Network from Learfield. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. 
If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. It's the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. On air, online, on demand, and on video. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. This morning, but I I've do. been dan- but I've been dancing to everything, so <laughs> it's a good bouncing music, I guess. Thursday, they pay tribute, maybe because of Lola and the Detroit Lions, but they they pay tribute to music from Detroit, oh. and this is Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band, and it hit me, Howard. I think he's one of the ma- most underrated, if not the most underrated rocker of all time. So we're doing Bob Seger Bob all Seger. day today. Well, no wonder I'm feeling up. up Jump, he got yeah. you moving, Howard. I'm moving, I'm telling you. I'm- I think the cameras are off, and that's a good thing. That's a good thing. I never know whether to try and get these cameras to, to start working again or just to leave them off. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I know it's good for the show sometimes. There are a lot of people that like to watch the video stream. And sometimes we're up, sometimes we're not. We're not up today, I don't think. <laughs> but um, I don't know if you all want to watch me dancing or not. Or, or watch me sitting here in my Fred Rogers uh, uh, cardigan sweater. I did a quick check since we were talking about Reader's Digest. Reader's Digest is currently published. Um, it um, It's published nine times a year. It costs you about $55 for a yearly subscription. Didn't it used to be weekly? Yeah. I th- well, I don't know. It used to at least be monthly, but, but now it's not even monthly. Published nine times a year, um, about $55 for, uh, for the year's subscription. Uh, there is an online version. You can get an app. You can go and get an app. Get an app for a Reader's Digest if you want to. I don't know. Oh, it says free streaming app, so I guess it is free. Um, any good or not? I don't know. Here's a review that popped up. Over the years, the entire magazine has re- evolved into a great read. They have added more true-life stories, more articles on facts, product reviews, and more humor. If you've never picked up a Reader's Digest, I urge you to do so. You will enjoy it. That was just somebody's... Uh, Amazon.com review. So the answer to the question, is it uh, published? And one of our listeners already told us this, so I just double-checked here. Answer is yes. Reader's Digest is currently published, and um, it's published nine times a year, and you can get it uh, for about $55 a year uh, for a subscription if you'd like to. So there you go. Things you learn on this show that maybe you won't learn anyplace else. Wow. Uh, did I do temperatures? Temperatures are, are rising a little bit. Up to 10 in here, Howard. 13 degrees, Wheeling Ohio County Airport. Uh, still 5 is their feels-like temperature. 11 degrees at the Highlands, rooming up a little bit. 6 degrees in my backyard in Elm Grove, still a little bit up there. And 10 degrees here at the, you said 10, right? 10. 10 degrees here at the Watchdog Radio Network. Um, we were talking also earlier about the... Uh, YouTube video series that Bob started telling me about last week, and I watched some of it this weekend, and I really like it, and we're going to get the producer of the show uh, on with us in the very near future. It is simply a series of shows about unsolved mysteries in West Virginia, and a couple of them go over into Ohio, Pennsylvania, 
I think, Kentucky. But basically, it's called Mysterious WV. It's on YouTube. As I said, I, it's, it's, it doesn't have great production values. I mean, the guy does a great job of researching it. And, and, and there's some neat video, but it's not, again, it's not Dateline. It's not uh, 60 Minutes. Um, with that in mind, uh, one of our texters says, read Monkey on a Stick about local murders with a certain religion. Well, of course, the certain religion was the Krishna's. Um, and it is a good, the, Monkey on a Stick is a really good book. Um, I read the book, but more importantly, I lived the whole thing. I mean, I was, I was actively reporting on the whole Krishna story from the beginning to the end when they had all the trouble down there. What I remember about that case, one of the bodies that they got rid of, they, they dammed up the small creek, kept the water back. They dug where the creek would normally flow. They buried a body there, put rocks over it, took the dam down, but somebody squealed. They would have never found that body, but somebody, somebody, testified, somebody testified and squealed, yes. Yep. And it was the Bhaktapod. He, I guess he was the one behind it all, Howard. He was indeed, and eventually went to prison. Um, thanks to um, our old friend Tom Burgoyne and uh, my old friend and uh, co co host on the uh, West Liberty TV show, Bill Colabash. Those two, and people don't understand how those two, the, the threats those two got, how dangerous it was. They took on the mob and they took on the Krishnas yes. in two separate cases. But I mean, they, I mean, it, those guys were. They were gutsy. I mean, those were those were major decisions. Say so we're going to go after these kind of folks. Huge cases, both. I remember uh, having, but in the beginning, I wasn't sure were the the stories of the bodies down in the Krishna compound in Marshall County. Is it rumor or not rumor? I had Swami Bhaktapad on my show. Be, yeah, and um, and did you ask him how? I did, which was the dumbest thing in the world because in retrospect, the answer was yes. I said something like. Um, so, so Swami, have you killed anybody and buried the bodies on the property? I thought it was a joke. I didn't know. And he said no comment. <laughs> I, I think he said, bless you, my son, or something like that. I don't know. Um, because in the beginning, you know, it was just seemed so unbelievable. In the beginning of the, the Krishna story, it just seemed so unbelievable. You know, these are the guys who walked up and down Main Street. And you, hiya, hiya, Krishna, Krishna, bang, 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 the tambourine. They were always at the airport. The airports. It, you know, the thought that there was some kind of horrible, but there was. There was child abuse. There was murder. All kind of stuff. Me- I mean, remember the guy, the the most famous guy that came to town was Charles Schultz. Remember? I don't remember that name. They, infringement, uh, the trademark. They oh, were oh, yeah, selling yeah, 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 Peanuts yeah, t-shirts and stuff. Yeah. The, the Charles Schultz. The yeah. guy. He came to Marshall County and testified. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, that's right. Yes, they were, they were using the Christians were using the uh, the the peanuts, the peanuts characters. Yes, characters. Again, Calabash and and uh, Burgoyne uh, went after them. Um, uh, amazing what those two uh, did together. Anyways, thank you for the text, uh, Monkey on a Stick. Yes, it is a great book. Uh, if you have a, have you read that book, Monkey on a Stick? No, I believe the whole Monkey on the Stick was to show the monkeys who was boss, right? Well, <laughs> well, I think that's probably what the pre- premise Start, of it was. You hang the monkey, the monkeys would yeah, stay away. They right, would see one of right, their own hanging right, there, and it would make right, them afraid. Right, right. Uh, it was. It's a good book. It's a really good capsule summary of the whole story. There's another book about the Krishnas out. Somebody else can help me. Text me, 304-214-1600. There's another book that is out. Well, what? 
I can't imagine. Was one of these made into a movie? Was there a movie about the Krishna? I don't think so. I, can't. I don't think so either. And you got to remember this, too. The Krishnas. Was, I wonder if Sean McCartney, McCracken has done something. We'll have to ask him. They were down and out. I mean, they were almost to the point where they could not continue, and they got the break of the lifetime with the mineral rights. Yeah. You know, they own thousands of acres in Marshall County, and the mineral rights made them rich again. And I should be very clear right now as we – I jumped off on this from the texture here there the, the krishna community that is there now is not the krishna community that was there totally different back then uh and and swami bhaktapad was the evil seed uh in it and then Didn't he, somebody crack him with a lead pipe too howard they oh, put yes, a big dent in his head absolutely you know he used to have i went to a press conference once and he would have these two they were dobermans they were like huge dobermans on a on a uh, on leashes around him. You didn't get close to him. Didn't he, he live in Warwood for a while? I, I think it was I think Warwood. He, I think yeah. he did. As a matter of fact, yeah. What's his real name? I should remember this, and I can't remember. Bernie Hughes. No, no, no. <laughs> but um, I, I. Anyways, um, that that's enough. That's a that story. If you have never, it, it's hard. I guess it's now. It's a story of the past. People don't realize. I lived that story. I mean, I covered that. I talked to all the people involved. Uh, the sheriff, who was our sheriff friend that... Um, Leitner, Bob Leitner. Bob Leitner. Bob Leitner went after them, uh, was concerned about them, kept telling me, you don't understand, there's stuff happening down here. And I kept saying, <laughs> you killing anybody lately? <laughs> Sometimes, God, how dumb could I be? I did, And I'm thinking, did he just put me on a list? Keith Ham, that's correct. The, uh, the Swami Bhaktapod's real name was Keith Ham. Wow. Thanks to one of our listeners. Uh, 304-214-1600. Uh, two of our listeners tell me the Swami is Keith Ham. Uh, Keith Ham, yes. Thank you for that. Frio Stack Auction Service text line is where you can help me or correct me in any time you choose to. Man, all righty. I want to do the homeless story. I haven't gotten to that yet. Seven before the hour, Watchdog Morning Show. Good morning. Winter weather advisory in effect for the entire area throughout the day today. Because of that, Bob Slider and I are taking the morning off, but we've got the morning news. Is your business protected from cyber threats? In today's world, it's more important than ever to have a cybersecurity plan in place. But with so many different solutions out there, it can be hard to know where to start. That's where Omni Strategic Technologies comes in. We're a technology support firm with a strong focus on cybersecurity. We have a team of local experts who can help you assess your risks, develop a plan, and implement the right tools to serve and protect your business. If you want to get serious about cybersecurity, choose Omni Strategic Technologies for the peace of mind knowing that your business is protected and prepared. The Highland Sports Complex is the Ohio Valley's most exciting place to play. A state-of-the-art facility offering fun for the whole family with a climbing wall, arcade, indoor turf, hardwood courts, classes and camps for kids and adults. Plus, you can take a break in the on-site cafe. Learn more online at hitthehighlands.com or better yet, stop in and visit the Highlands Sports Complex at the top of the hill off I-70 news for you right here. We'll keep you up to speed with the What if your bank offered new checking and savings accounts with a very low balance required, online bill pay and debit cards issued right away? I would like that. What if that bank had extended hours every business day and were open on Saturdays and most holidays? That's incredible. And if all their accounts had low fees or no fees? 
That's money in the bank. The right bank. Open your checking and savings account at Main Street Bank. You deserve a bank this good. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Need a new suit? Looking for a good book? Searching for a unique gift? The Ohio Valley's premier shopping choice is the Highlands. Find jewelry, hot new tech, arts and crafts, over two dozen stores to visit. From Walmart and Target to Cabela's, Menards, Kohl's, and Old Navy. Plan a day out of shopping, dining, and entertainment at the Highlands. At the top of the hill off I-70. See it all online at hitthehighlands.com. He has his say. You can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Love this song. I know you're playing. I love this hot chocolate. No, yes. Don't include me. I'll thank my wife in a minute, but I want to hear Still Bob Seger a little bit are. more first. Both of us lonely. Longing for shelter from all that we see. Why should we worry? No one will care. Look at the stars So far away yeah, It's three to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Bless my wife, you know. I, who needs I have fun poking fun at her sometimes here. But uh, she heard that we were um, a little cold here in the studio this morning, as we frequently are. Frigid. And so she brought us um, peppermint. What is this? A peppermint... Cocoa? It's hot chocolate. Hot chocolate with peppermint in it. A little minty taste to it. Oh, man, is it good. Mm. And it is warm. Thank you, sweetheart. I appreciate it. And she spilled it. (laughs) Donnie did that. We'll blame Donnie. (laughs) Donnie spilled that last week. That's where that stain came from. But bless her heart, she cleaned it up, too. So thanks, dear. I really appreciate it. It's it's really good. Let's see. Um... Frio Stack, we're not going to get to the homeless thing right now. Maybe next hour, we'll see. Uh, Frio Stack, Auction Service text line, still talking about the Krishnas. Uh, Keith Ham was his name. We mentioned that. He was a minister's son. I did not know that. Okay. I broadcast from the Krishnas uh, several times. Wow, you, you guys were tight. To the point that, <laughs> to the point that, at one point we're broadcasting, and it was not the Swami, but one of the other leaders said, Howard, I want you to know, you will always have a home here. It's like, yeesh. By choice? or do Don't ask us about any more dead bodies, Howard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. This is a Frio Stack Auction Service text line from our friend Alan from Neffs. Uh, hi, fellas. I'm just back inside from my three-mile loop of Neffs, listening to you all the way. Morning, I, I still subscribe to Mad and TV Guide through the mail. So wow. There you go. Right. Learned a couple things this morning, Howard. I, you know, I appreciate how many people listen to It's amazing to me how many people listen to us while they're out jogging. Uh, I ran into one of the ladies at church yesterday who told me, she said, I listen to you every morning. I knew that. She said, I listened on a transistor radio, and she said, I, I, I put it around on a chain on my neck. <laughs> she said, I have the transistor radio hanging around my neck. 
She said, before I did that, I had to go to the doctor and I asked my heart doctor because I have, she said she has heart problems. I said, will this cause any problems with my heart? He said, no, it's unusual. But so she, she listens on a transistor radio hanging around her neck. To all of you listening, whether you're listening at home in a car or God help you out jogging and on your morning walk, thank you for doing that. We appreciate it. We're going to talk about state politics in West Virginia coming up next here on the Watchdog Morning Show. It's 9 o'clock.